Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show, uh, bad sunrise news anchor, adamant arguer, and uh, excessive roughage eater, if we're to believe the what general the... irritant to the posteriors of most of the people in the <laughs> listening audience. Okay, there we have it. All right, thank you. All right, so that is me. Then there is Joe, stick in the mud. He's a curmudgeon if there ever was one. And, but I'll tell you what he has quite a knowledge of history and even though he's forgotten some even in his decline state he is still <laughs> a super history buff mine as long as it's white history black history not so much but uh, we definitely there you go fish. again as ronald reagan used to say <laughs> there you go again but uh, he does a super job on the show and he has a way of irritating people too i might add i'm just gonna stick no, that I'm out very good at it <laughs> yes i think so too so especially tom i irritate tom a lot Do and you? chris yeah oh, okay chris. oh they didn't send in anything thing uh, <laughs> yet. So uh, is this from one of those individuals? You no, just that's not. That's from, from somebody, somebody else. else. Okay. All right. Well, we do have an email pending, so we'll read that. That relates to our transgender conversation yesterday. So we appreciate... The day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. So we appreciate whomever sent that in. And uh, we will set up the text connect system as soon as I get a chance to do the 50 mouse clicks that are associated with getting that going. So you can start to use that. But you can use the toll-free line right now. one 800 7959565 that's 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com and you can text us at 70236 and use the keyword OTM on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company check them out at sunburymotors.com uh, Ed Helfrich boy talk about time marching on uh, was 93 years old when he died this week boy I'll tell you what what a legacy this guy leaves yes he certainly does does. Um, Ed was a, a great guy. He was a lot of fun to be around. You know, you, you, you tend, I think, some people tend to write him off and say, oh, this is just a, you know, a local politician. But Ed had a depth of knowledge about issues that I found, well, and it, awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, and I look at the people he surrounded him with. He brought Todd Roop into state government. Todd would have been our news director and here at the station for many years. And then uh, he went with Ed Helfrich, became his chief of staff and stayed on through John Gordner. So Ed had a way of developing talent, finding people, uh, you know, who were involved in politics and, and giving them something useful to do. And he himself uh, was one of the early champions of the Susquehanna Valley Thruway Project and was very helpful to that over the years. And I was a nonpartisan uh, person on the radio at the time, so I just enjoyed listening to him. And it, when I would uh, sort of play devil's advocate when he would be on leaders and lawmakers or whatever, and I would say, okay, but you're pro-life, but you don't mind the death penalty, he would say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Your mischaracter. I am not a uh, like a curmudgeon Republican. I am also. I do not favor the death penalty. I 
think all life is worthy of value, and uh, I just think that, uh, yeah, he would listen. My point is that he would listen to the interviewer, you know, put out, like if I would say, okay, one reason you might be opposed to the death penalty is this, he would listen to these things, or one reason you might be, you know, consider the law that it relates to pro-life or something is this. He would actually listen to what uh, the opposing side said, as opposed to now I think a lot of people just, you know, dismiss outright as invalid the other side of political arguments. Well, it had a way of reaching across the aisle, too. Uh, you know, he uh, when he first met John Gordner, John Gordner was a state representative who happened to be a Democrat. And, oh, up uh, in Columbia County, right? Yeah, and Ed worked with, worked with him extensively, came to admire him and his abilities, and certainly supported him on his run for the Senate. It's like rehab, is that what you're saying? No, not really. <laughs> well, he rehabbed him into a Republican, right. you could say that, right. Uh, but John was always a Republican at heart anyway, I think. Uh, but, you know, Ed, Ed was just a great guy, and uh, he was a great state senator. He worked very hard at it. I, I didn't know him too well when he was in the House because he was in the uh, Shiboka district. That, um, But, you know, once he became a state senator, uh, that election that he ran against John Showers, that was, uh, that was one of the hottest political races in this area at the time. In the state, yeah, very closely watched with a lot of outside state money coming in to buy ads and so on. And uh, one of the things that Ed Helfer told us during that was that, you know, I said, do you think you're going to win? And, of course, he, in, in terms of sure, sheer bravado, he said yes. But he also said, no, I honestly think that I will end up with the most votes, but I will have learned a lot from this, from listening to the people who were supporting John Showers and from his discussions with John Showers, you know, right before he insulted him and <laughs> threw him under the bus. But nonetheless, uh, uh, you know, he, he did sort of modestly say that he was going to learn a lot from this. And in the end, he did win, not by a lot of votes, but uh, said it changed his perspective on politics. Well, I, you know, I, I never heard Ed say an unkind word about anybody. You know, maybe he did say unkind words about people. Privately, maybe. But privately, but I mean, I, I, I dealt with him a lot, and I never heard him say an unkind word about anybody. It would have been interesting to see if he were alive today in the state Senate, where part of the goal is to diss the Democrats, not just to, you know, promulgate your policies and to forward them, but it only works if we really insult the other side, and both sides do it. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, but it's look at, look sort at, of the body uh, politics. What if he were alive in that today? Would he find that comfortable to do that? Probably not, and, not, and John Gordner doesn't do that, and I don't think Ed Helfrich would have done it either. Okay. Yeah, Bob, Every time we talk to John Gordner about the opposing side. He's always very respectful. He, he, he speaks clearly, and he speaks in terms of uh, the issues and not the personalities. And I think Ed was the same way. He talked about issues, not personalities. Well, and I think I made sure that our story called attention to he who either preceded him or succeeded him, because Ed is in that line of great leaders, of Franklin Curry and Ed Helfrick and now John Gordner, and uh, likewise... Uh, We've been blessed to have some great state senators around here. Well... When um, Bob Belfonte uh, finally uh, retired, and th but he had been in office after Ed Helfrick left that House seat. We have one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. At this moment, we are talking about uh, a topic that really doesn't have two sides to it, per se. Now, we're talking about the great legacy of Ed Helfrick. If you would like to weigh in on this topic, boy, call us right now, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. I remember when we, uh, 
right after the safe haven law was enacted, we did a story, went to Sunbury Hospital where they had a bassinet and the sign up and there was like a clipboard thing you could, you were supposed to give some information if you wish to about the child, you know, maybe some family information or even your name if you so choose, but you don't have to with that safe haven law. We got a call from uh, two other reporters, one in Delaware and one in North Carolina saying, can you feed us news stories about this? We want to get the same thing going down here to start to report on it as part of our news coverage, and uh, unbeknownst to me, but this was making a national ripple. You know, somebody had reported it nationally, so folks had called us because this was Ed Helfrich's sort of the closest news radio station to where he lived, and so we gave them some Ed Helfrich remarks about the safe haven law and uh, our stories that we were running at the time, so uh, people people were watching what Ed did. Yeah, he was a pro-life Republican who opposed the death penalty uh, long before any many other Republicans opposed the death penalty. He, but he said all life was precious. Well, he was a good man. And we were missed. We weren't supposed to be. He there. had a good long retirement. And I'm sure knowing Eddie enjoyed every minute of it. Right. So now let's talk about something worse. <laughs> right, let's let's get back talk to about lion Joe Biden. For Joe, a you ignorant. <laughs> all right. one 800 If you do wish to weigh in on the legacy of Ed Hofer, call us now. If you'd like to get back to our important issues, so we have uh, discussions in Washington, D.C. We still have an impasse related to the $3.5 trillion uh, infrastructure but aren't bill. You, aren't you interested in the fact that three generals contradicted the president Which, of the United yeah, I'm States? Get to that. Said I'm, he was get, lying? I'm, just, I'm just trolling for listeners here and callers. Uh, yeah, we will talk about that. All three of the uh, armed, le- armed forces leaders who testified yesterday will continue today uh, said they did talk about the fact that the skeleton crew of U.S. servicemen and women should remain in Afghanistan. And what did Joe Biden say? No, that's not true. Right, when he talked to, who did he do the interview he, with? George ABC? Stephanopoulos right. on ABC. Right, said that, uh, yeah, no such uh, advice had been given in his, but you know, he qualified it at the time, which is rather prescient. He said, in my recollection, oh, okay, well, as long as you forget sound advice, I guess you don't have to follow it. Well, and then but, yesterday, Jen Psaki at the press conference said it was split, it was split, and they pressed her about naming who the general was that said, get out. Mm-hmm. She couldn't come up with a name. <laughs> so I like the generals <laughs> yesterday talking to the congressmen and women, explaining how certain things are none of their business, some delicately, some not so. Well, here's what cracks me up. When asked about his conversation, whether or not he specifically talked to the president, Milley wouldn't say so. But he had no problem inter- being interviewed for all these books. You know, he said his conversations with the president were... Uh, what were uh, Private. Uh, private, yeah, okay. Right. But there's uh, privileged is the word I was looking but for. But reporter and book writers ask him his opinion, which he's allowed to share. He's just not allowed well, to they disclose. Asked him, they, asked, they asked him specifically things. He talked about the president, President Trump being off the rails, worried about him uh, starting a war. He didn't have any problem with that, but he's got a problem with the same whether or not he told Joe Biden to keep troops there. Yeah, I appreciate Mark Milley. I think he's doing a fabulous job, and I appreciate the fact that he's willing to have he an is opinion. for our enemies. Formula- <laughs> oh, Joe. You think the nation is weaker because of Mark Milley? I, I think that he has... I don't think he's lived up to the the high expectations I have for someone in his position. Others may find what he did completely acceptable. They may say the ends justify the means. They were worried about Donald Trump going off the rails and starting a nuclear 
thermonuclear war. You know, so everybody can justify their opinion on this one way or the other. I just don't think he lived up to the high expectations that I have for the office and that many people have for the office. Well, I think part of the high expectations that we have for everybody in the U.S. is they are allowed to have a uh, brain and they are allowed to have thoughts of their own and formulate those thoughts. And in a free country, you're allowed to share them. Well, really? I, How and, come then? And I think in particularly <laughs> in the U.S. military, if you have a general who has important formulated public thoughts about how the U.S. military and half of the nation's budget can be spent. I would like to hear that. I do not think, and I think people, res- I, I think this makes us stronger. I think people respect the fact that we have a free country where people can express their opinions, where important issues have you heard of the like cancel this are culture? discussed. Have you heard of the cancel culture? The left is always trying to cancel people who speak out on the right. Uh, Joe, cancel culture <laughs> is a human issue. It is on the left, but it's on the right, and Republicans invented cancel no, culture. No, we didn't. Oh, we my had gosh. nothing to do with it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to... We're not even going to go there. Yeah, I'm not let's gonna go let you there, because you're going to lose. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Republicans don't wish to shut down anything that they disagree when with. When was the last time you heard a group of Republicans wanting to ban a student a speaker on campus at a college? Mm, Name uh, me a time. I, I don't know. Okay, so you think you feel as though you have the perfect No, uh, I'm just saying Republicans example. are more willing to listen to people that disagree with them than Democrats are. All right, we are enjoying open phones. Uh, Joe says only Democrats do canceling, which any common sense normal person knows that's obviously a falsehood. But uh, Joe lives in his own land. We would very much like to hear your opinion on this topic and many others. It's an open phones day. We'll talk about absolutely positively anything you want, as long as it isn't your deep faith in religion and your joy of the Lord. 1-800-795-9565. Email on the market, WKOK.com. Text us at 702. Or send a smoke signal. (laughs) Eric, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Wasn't it uh, President Reagan who first dropped that little bitty when asked about a question saying, uh, I don't recall? Wasn't that, uh, doesn't that go back to (laughs) President Reagan? I, I think that was... One of his responses later on in his presidency, wasn't it? I think that was George Washington that set the president, <laughs> and everyone's been using it since. I don't, I don't, I don't recollect that. Yeah. You always so. say to me, Eric. You always say I deflect. Now, aren't you deflecting away from President Biden now? Oh no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, where, where's it come from? You're trying to say that you know this is something new in politics? No, it's not. It's well, it's, it's plausible so deniability. Forth, you, you know, if I say I don't remember, who can who can say that I do? That's exactly, and that, that's that's what they learned from the Nixon administration. Don't don't get caught in a lie and then lie about a lie and so on and so forth. Or you can do the, the President Clinton, where you just have an interpretation of what uh, a certain act means. You know, I did not have sex with that woman. Well, I, that's not considered sex. But, you know, it's all politics and so forth. Um, what I want to talk about was uh, an article in the um, Daily Adam yesterday that uh, evidently, and correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, Republican caucus is proposing a change to the Pennsylvania Constitution to require ID to vote. I believe that's something that's in... in um, in caucus or or being brought up it's not just that it's a whole series of things okay okay uh so they're trying to bring it forth where we voted upon to actually change the uh pennsylvania constitution to have definitive requirements right that that your understanding okay yeah i you know i don't have a problem with that let's bring it to the people let's 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 have folks decide what i have a problem with is open-endedness in this to decide who who decides what that documentation has to be? Okay, um, 
that that that's the question. And that they can let that up to the legislature to then interpret that. Then then no. Then I don't think we. Then I would not vote for that as a change to our constitution. All right, but if you don't like Finding the change, what it change the constitution means, this Eric. If you don't like mm-hmm. the change that's proposed, you just vote against it. The Republicans, if they're in the majority, have every right to formulate the question. Hopefully they would consider the Democrats' opinions in doing that. But if they craft it and they pass it and it gets on the ballot, then it's up to the people to say yes or no. Uh, and, and again, my, my point is, though, how definitive is it? Does it get to the point within that constitutional amendment to say what type of documentation that needs to be? Well, or that is would that it, going to be then kicked back to the legislature, and we're going to give it then back to the legislature? Okay, we'll, ch- we'll amend the Pennsylvania Constitution to say you must have identification to vote, but then allow the legislature to fight out and decide you know, what that identification I is. I would suspect that it would be more specific because you already have to have identification to register to vote. Okay, to, but to vote, to show up and vote, though. You have to sign. That's called identification. The question okay. is, what form of identification? Okay. So, so what, what, what would this proposal do then to add something? Well, it, I would think like, yes. I think it would ID have to. It, yes, it probably would. Yeah, I haven't okay. seen the specifics. I don't think that's drafted yet. To tell you the truth, because nobody's talking about the specifics of what the ID will require. But uh, uh, there were conversations in Harrisburg about the PennDOT driver's licenses and, or not PennDOT driver's license, the PennDOT ID cards that they issue that are photo ID cards that you get them when you show a Social Security card and a birth certificate, and uh, but not a utility bill, <laughs> something greater than just a piece of mail someone sent you, but uh, not something that's so great that uh, you know you need an affidavit from your parents or something along that line. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the driver's license is going to fly too much because there's so many of our folks who live in urban areas that don't have driver's licenses. Well, that's why a PennDOT ID. PennDOT and, still... And hence, they also don't have the availability of the um, the licensing centers because there's not a call for it. Can you imagine, let's say there's a million people in Philadelphia who don't have a, uh, a driver's license or a photo ID. <clears throat> how, how do we go about getting them a viable ID in time for the next election or as soon after this is the state going then to then set up ID centers? How and what the bona fides going to be to to get your ID taken? Well, what they if they want, what so. they want a passport, Eric? What if they want to what if they want to open a bank account? They have to have some form of identification. Their landlord probably would want identification if, if they're getting benefits or social security, not social security. Oh yeah, I guess social security or any benefits or welfare. You have to have identification. Well, and the people have until 2024 to get this ID. So I think you know I know two and a half years seems like a very short amount of time, but I think most people will find that there's got to be some afternoon between now and then that you can get to a photo driver license center. And if you do not have the ability to get to it, maybe you don't have a transportation. You mentioned the Philadelphian without a driver's license. Public transportation would take you. And I'm hoping that this, when this goes through, that people will uh, vote for in Harrisburg some, you know, a free ride system that you could use the existing free ride system in order to get to it. It's not going to be convenient for everybody, and a million people in Philadelphia and a million people in western Pennsylvania and a million people in between is a very accurate guess of the number of individuals who don't have a photo ID now. But I think if this contains 
a provision to help them get to the uh, a PennDOT photo ID, then I think that's, you know, this could be okay. There are going to be people for whom it's going to be problematic, and, and I don't think it's going to be a million, but it's going to be hundreds of thousands of people who've lost track of their birth certificates or their parents' Social Security numbers or their Social Security number. I think there are going to be people that are going to have trouble. But if there is provision in the law to help them work through that, for example, if you're a mental health consumer and you don't have access to family information uh, to provide funding so that your caseworker or whomever helps you or the county uh, Behavior Health Office can help you, then that would be helpful. But you can get a birth certificate simply by requesting it from the State Bureau of Records. All right, so that would be and, one and easy method. how long does that take, Joe? <laughs> well, my wife needed it. It took about a week or two weeks till she right. got it so we, from the, you know, from the form. When was that, pre-COVID? Well, yeah, this was a few few years ago. <laughs> yeah. used to be able to walk in, because I worked in Harrisburg, you used to, be able to walk right into the Health and Welfare Building and walk... Uh, that none of that's happening anymore. So you're that's saying, Eric, but your state representative will help you. I mean, I hate to think that that's why we elect state representatives, but I mean, they'll help you get your driver's license or your registration renewed. I'm sure they would be able to help you if you run into some roadblock. Oh, we got to move on, yeah. Eric. Thank you so much for the thank call. You, Don,, my Thanks, Eric. Uh, yep, take yep. care. Thank Noted, uh, Lance. You still have to hold on because uh, I am falling behind in my break here. So hold on, Lance. You are next. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. Lance, uh, thank you so much for waiting all that time. We appreciate it. Please go right ahead. You're on the mark. We talked about Senator Helfrich earlier today and a little bit about the voter ID proposal. Go right ahead. Well, anyway, Senator Helfrich was a tremendously compassionate and common-sense individual. I mean, he really was talking to people that worked for him and he just really is a person that the world really needed a whole lot more of. And what you're talking about back when us pro-lifers were not as strident as what we are now was simply because we didn't have a safe law like that. When it said, now what's this poor individual to do? You know, we could becoming pregnant and just out there in the wilderness, basically. But now we have a for real, for real uh, alternative. Um, uh, of course, uh, adoption was always an option. But this here, whereby you can uh, not have a stigma that, oh, I gave the baby up, well, that's a whole lot different than what it was before. And back when, uh, it was said that 75% of all abortions were because it was just at the wrong time. 
or that uh, it would well in other words they couldn't afford baby now both of those are gone and yet from the pro-death side they are just as strident as they ever were so the uh, safe law here in Pennsylvania I tried to find out how many babies were saved from being murdered well <laughs> they couldn't give me a figure and I got back that well maybe 200 and some I couldn't believe it and this was Linda Culver's office when 30,000 babies are died, well murdered really in our state in any one year you look at so uh, I guess what I'm uh, trying to say is that he is the guy that in our state that gave us the alternative that uh, hopefully is going to turn this uh, abortion mess around. And I, I, really I think the number is higher than 200 personally because I think the number is hundreds in urban areas already. Um, oh, okay. Well, can you find out exactly what they? No, are? but well, I can't. I can't find out from our local representatives. Boy, this was a. Uh, who that's that's all I'm trying to say. I really wish I could find out what it was. Somebody they talked about this recently, the safe haven law. Yeah, because they were considering a relaxing it a little bit so there'd be fewer of the locations around, but the other folks argued that no, there'd be, uh, that that would have a, a, I, I don't a think negative that that's, impact. I don't think that's got such a tremendous impact on the abortion issue because people, you know, have this, they could have decided for the abortion long before they gave birth to the child and had to drop it off somewhere. Right. Well, I, I think Lance understands the appreciates the science and, and the medical and, and the burden that having a child is and the opportunity that it is. I get that. But I just think uh, I think he makes a good point. Let's suppose the number is 200. We'll stick with that just for the sake of discussion. Uh, let's interview those 200 folks and st- see what they think about the safe haven law. You know, I think that'd be a, if you could gather them all in the same room and do a group interview. I, I, I think they'd advocate for the law. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, what, how can you lose there? Well, even if you want to put the baby up be- for adoption or give it up before you give birth, you know, we have all kinds of people that will uh, pitch in, make sure that prenatal care is there and all that, have the kid and walk away. All right, we got to hit the road, Lance. Thank okay, you so you much bet. for checking in. Always, always, always glad to hear from you. I'll be seeing Lance in the months ahead, I certainly hope, uh, since uh, the wintertime Saturday gathering is in the offing. So maybe a group of, a bipartisan group will be chit-chatting at some point in Lewisburg. So stay tuned. In the meantime, we are chit-chatting on On the Mark. It is a open phones day, nearly open phones. Call us during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Superlative co-host. Carves out hours of his time every day to bring his common sense, conservative viewpoints to our show. He's a natural-born listener. Bah humbug. You can call him a lot of things. He is a curmudgeon. Yes, we'll give him that much. His favorite uh, title comes at the dinner table when both of his grandchildren look to him and exclaim at the same time when he tells another bad grandpa joke. Papa. Right. That's Joe McGranahan. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I play a liberal on the radio, but I would very much love to hear what a real liberal would have to say on these important topics. Call us, 1-800-795-9565. That is our open phone. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We got the Text Connect uh, system up and running. I did 912 mouse clicks this morning to get it to work. Uh, oh, 913, because there is a message there. So we'll read that uh, on the radio as our show progresses this morning. We'd love to hear from you. 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. In the news today, reaction coming in to the death of longtime state Senator Ed Helfrich of Bear Gap. The senator was in the Senate from 1981 to 2003. He was preceded in that particular office by former state Senator Franklin Curry and succeeded by state Senator John Gordner. Uh, state Senator Gordner said he enjoyed Senator Helfrich's trust and friendship. Quote, he was a self-made businessman who started hauling and selling coal as a teenager and never forgot his roots. He served our country well as a paratrooper in the U.S. Army. In the 1950s, Gordner says, Helfrich drove race cars at local tracks, including Sealands Grove Speedway. In the Senate, he was a champion of the pro-life movement. At the same time, he was against the death penalty. To him, life was precious, and every person was worthwhile. He authored the Safe Haven Law that allowed mothers to bring an unwanted baby to a safe location rather than take any other action, unquote. That's from uh, Senator Gordner. Helfrich was also in the State House 107th District. Uh, you can read more of these remarks on the WKOK Facebook page and on WKOK.com, and you can also add your remarks at those locations. Evangelical Community Hospital is now storm ready. Although the hospital had a very good uh, severe weather policy and plan before uh, we came, being able to pull in some of those pieces of knowledge from those other facilities was really kind of what topped it for us. Matthew Exley is uh, the manager of environmental safety and security at Evangelical Community Hospital. It means the hospital has taken special precautions to make sure that as a storm, uh, uh, inclement weather, uh, disasters hit a region, the hospital is acutely prepared to help its constituents. Associated Press reporting from Harrisburg that a bill that would allow parents in Pennsylvania to exempt their children from wearing a mask at school cleared a state Senate committee Tuesday as Republican lawmakers started making good on their pledge to counter the governor's statewide mask mandate. The legislation would hand the ultimate decision on masking at school to parents and guardians, allowing them to overrule any face-covering mandate that was imposed by the Department of Health, the governor, or local health department, or school board. The governor's office says the governor opposes that particular measure. Good news for the shoppers at the surplus outlets in North 
Thelmadon and Montgomery. Those stores are staying open. Tougher news, though, for those who work or shop at the Berwick Surplus Outlet. Owner Justin Michaels told us on the news line uh, that Surplus Outlet's Berwick location will close shortly due to unforeseen factors all associated with the COVID-19 pandemic. He will attempt to transfer employees to their other locations. And we know that Democrats and Republicans are at each other's throats, but last night they set all their differences aside. Aside, Penn Live reported the so-called Capital All-Stars softball game was held. Pitts the Yins team, which is the Western Pennsylvania reference for a pronoun, meaning you guys or multiple groups of pronouns, versus the U's team, which is an actual official term that I use all the time, use people and that kind of thing. And that's primarily central and eastern Pennsylvania. And the U's win. So I was glad to see that. Yeah, Yins is not a word. So I was glad softball bore out what is a reality that uses an official word. The score 16 to 10 as they enjoyed a great softball game last night. Did you Jake, see it? Yeah, Jake Corman hit a home run. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been looking for one of those for a couple of years now. So, yeah, that was good to see. All right. Uh, we got a caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. It is open phones. Uh, as Joe pointed out earlier, uh, three uh, U.S. military leaders, generals, testified in front of the House Armed Services Committee yesterday talking about the fact that they did say a skeleton crew of 2,500 or so U.S. soldiers and servicemen and women should have stayed behind in Afghanistan to keep the country stable. And the president said he had no knowledge of such a recommendation earlier this month. Uh, let's see. We talked about that. We talked about State Senator Ed Helfrich. Oh boy, what a legacy he leaves. And uh, history is kind and kinder to him every time we talk about him. So uh, this uh, today, no exception there. And we also talked about uh, what else? Well, oh, the voter ID law that's right. uh, going to be a we were constitutional about amendment. Biden, but we never got into it because we've been distracted by other topics. All right, but it is open phones, nearly open phones. Paul's the next caller standing by. You're on the line. Now, what would you like to discuss today? Right. Well, first, I want to thank you for the report on. Uh, on the surplus outlet there. It's a disaster for Berwick, but I'm glad the other stores are continuing. Um, the uh, the bad news there yesterday that there's the contradiction between the President of the United States telling us all that all of his advisors agreed with him uh, about pulling out of Afghanistan. I couldn't believe when this happened at the um, position that the military was in um, trying to work with the the airport right there in the capital Kabul and um, uh, just just at a tremendous disadvantage I couldn't believe that that was designed by the military it ended up that it was uh, the the president's decision and uh, this is very a very bad situation about our national security of whether in the future, um, important decisions that he will not listen to military uh, advisors. Then, of course, there was a situation, I don't know if you ever talked about on the program, that he had told the uh, the Afghan president, the man, the man that um, you know fled to, to Vienna, but back when the government was actually still functioning, uh, he had talked to Biden in June, and then a transcript of that conversation was released that uh, Biden turned him down on things that he asked for that would help continue to keep his government viable. And also he told that man to lie to 
make a public relations uh, cover-up uh, uh, so that he could go forward with his, Biden could go forward with his plans to pull out that, uh, that he, uh, so forth. And then the fact that, you know, the overwhelming problem that Biden thought the Americans that were still left there that we didn't get out were expendable. And, and this, this is just ridiculous. Uh, moving on from that, we now have a problem, too, that there are all these ships sitting in New York Harbor area and out at Long Beach and Los Angeles and San Diego and so forth that are not being unloaded. Whatever the problem is, I don't even know if Biden knows that that's happening, but we're going to have a tremendous problem, not only in the retail stores of things that aren't there, that the shelves are going to be empty, but for manufacturing, all the parts and things that are out there, um, and so I don't know what the reason why everything's not being unloaded. COVID's part of it. But, do, you, uh, do you know why? What, you really don't know why that's they're stuck out there? I don't know why it's oh, all stacked up that nothing's It's workers. Unloaded. Yeah, they don't have enough workers. It's the job, worker shortage. That was completely created by government. Not only this administration exacerbating it, but the previous administration helping to create it. How did they the how did the previous administration create it? Oh, this unemployment thing has had a tremendous impact but on the workforce. that was all workforce. Joe Biden's. No, no, it started long before Joe Biden took office. Come on, Joe. Go back into your... See, I told you, you're even in your <laughs> slipping phase. Yeah, it started under the previous... It started uh, last uh, fall, I believe, was the first one. Right, One but it more was thing limited. To, to mention on another subject, as I heard uh, Chip Roy, who's a U.S. representative from the state of Texas last night on the radio, and he said that the House has passed a new uh, military authorization bill to pay for the military, and the Democrats have put in that uh, a, provi- a number of dumb things, but uh, uh, one of the things they've put in there is that uh, uh, women will have to sign up for uh, selective service. And so the only way we're going to stop this now is in the Senate if people will call Robert Casey and other Democrats and get them to take that out of the, of the bill uh, in their, con- their conference between the House and the Senate before the final, final passage. So if people don't uh, want their uh, females, to, uh, their family, to have to sign up for social ser- uh, selective service, I want to say, uh, they need to call Robert Casey. Do you think p- females should not sign up for the draft? Uh, no, I do not think so. I think the I, women who want to join the military, that's one thing. But the military has to be based on men. Men are stronger. Men are faster. The, um, we need, it's not a matter of a social experiment. We want the people who can defend the nation and, 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 and so forth. And men are stronger and uh, better able to carry somebody off of the battlefield and stuff like that. Um, this is common sense. This is not about a social experiment of equality of men and women and on all this nonsense. We want to be able to win wars and have the people who can fight and defend themselves uh, and so forth. So stop the nonsense. And also, of course, we have 21,000 people who died last year in our cities and they're run by Democrats. And so uh, this, this is, we are, we are electing incompetent people, and then we have all these tax attacks <laughs> on the police. Yeah, that's been going on for a long time. And stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go today. You know, well, have it, a good day. Just in FYI. We have tremendous uh, problems, and we're electing the wrong people. We have the wrong ideas. Um, 
And uh, no, I do not think women should sign up for slavery. Well, don't you service. think that women would play an important role? I mean, 90% of the people in the U.S. military are not on the frontline combat people. Why can't women occupy the 90% of the other positions that exist? They fly combat aircraft. Right. Some are, some are on the front line. But I'm just saying, but they're volunteers. But why not draft women also so we get a representative force? I, I think women are quite capable of serving our U.S. military in an extraordinary way. I know I've had the fortune of knowing two full-bird colonels who were women, and uh, to say that for some reason they should be excluded from U.S. military, uh, that's, that's wrong. Women well, should be drafted I, also. I, just, I, I, I personally don't think they should be in the draft. Gotcha. Uh, yep, you said and, that. we got to go. I'm not, I'm not opposed to those who have served and we got done you, well <laughs> and so forth, um, and, and, you know, are credible, you know, very incredible people. Uh, that's that's all wonderful. I mean, we have wonderful right, women. But don't draft them. So all right, we got you. Yeah. We got you, Paul. I'm not a- all right, I gotta go. I hate I hate to do that. Nine minutes is the limit when there's a caller waiting. Stan has been waiting for a long time, but I have to hit this break or I'll be in the doghouse. Stand by, buddy. We're still going to be friends, I hope, afterward. I'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money, the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. Talked about uh, Senator Helfrich today. Talked about President Biden. Uh, apparently, uh, contra- or definitely contradicted. Apparently misinformed or misremembering what happened or... What's your he may favorite? have been asleep at the time. Or lion it, it was uh, during his nap. I mean, he nods off from time to time. All right. So, yes, President Biden, Afghanistan. Your view on our topics today, Stan? Well, just, uh, I was appalled. Just called about the, you know, the shortage, shortages all across the country and the ships sitting out on the, you know, out in the bay out there in L.A. Uh, you said it was started by the previous administration. Well, quite frankly... The previous administration didn't write the bills that came from Congress to give the, you know, unemployed an extra six hundred dollars a week. Right. All right, that now he did sign it. I will fault him for that. He shouldn't have signed it at all because there was way too much crap in there that wasn't even COVID related. Okay. Okay. So then this new three hundred. When did that go into effect? I believe that went into effect this year after Biden got in. Correct. I think you're right. Yeah, on that. the compromise, yeah. the so-called compromise. More socialist crap going on that, that wasn't even COVID-related. <laughs> okay. It was just uh, you know a liberal liberal wish list that they got through, and it should have never been. But that, irregardless, okay. And that that uh, three hundred dollars, I think, just ended in the end of August. Yep. Yep. Which it which it should. But in the past, okay, being a person that has been unemployed in the past, 
most of the time short term. Uh, when a company that you were working for called you back, said there was work available, if you didn't go back, your unemployment was cut off. Okay, because they would fight it and say, "Nope, he was called back. He didn't come back." Right now, a lot of these people may be out of work permanently because of the businesses that they were working for completely went out of business because of what's going on. Because the government shut them down and they couldn't afford to stay in business. You know, I I have been told up here in Bloomsburg, you know, where they built put together the Mahindra tractors. Uh, that they bring in from India that right now on the lot they have tractors that were returned from dealerships that were shut down because they couldn't make it because they were shut down because of COVID. All right? So that's going on all across the country. Now, as far as worker shortage, I do not understand why people don't get off their lazy butts, quit flattening their pillows, and get out there and get a job. There are jobs available. And they should not be receiving one penny from the government. Yeah, I've seen people with signs um, at at uh, shopping centers saying, you know, uh, I need money for. I have two children. I need uh, diapers what? and milk. Yeah, there's one guy I've seen with a sign there, and I, my wife always says to me, "Why do you suppose he doesn't get a job if he has the time to stand He's out with a sign? Yeah, with a sign on the street corner asking for money. Why doesn't he get a job? Well, it, down maybe. there in Smoking Dam, the Arby's, they're only open what? six hours a day because they can't get help. Yeah. And it's only the drive-through. Right. I think they so, told me so I, I think they told me they needed like 12 people to run uh, you know the dining room if they have the dining room up and they need 12 people on the staff and they only have like seven or eight the, the last time I asked. Right. But they still only open drive-through and it's only like six hours. I think I've seen the sign and it's 11 to 4. Something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it's only five hours. Is yeah. what I saw on the sign the other over eleven the to four. That's funny, right? They missed the dinner hour. Yeah, which is when well, I, I, would, I would think they'd be more popular. Than, but they know what they're doing. So well, anyway. but I mean, well, the, the issue becomes. I mean, I don't know what these places are paying, but you know that we always say on the Republican side, the marketplace should drive the the wages, and if they don't raise the wages to attract the employers employees. I guess they're going to have to deal with it in the way that they're dealing with it now. Cut back hours, cut back service. And we had a worker shortage prior to the pandemic. And then there's there's a dozen other little reasons why the worker shortage continues. But one of which is the fact that we had a worker shortage before this began. And a lot of kids, you know, people from the ages of 15 to 25, they do not want menial, go-nowhere jobs. Even if they're paying $15 an hour to wash dishes at McDonald's, they don't want those jobs you know they I, I don't know what they do want and what they do with their time i don't have a teenager so i don't know but i know that, the, right. that that's the segment of the workforce that we were lacking and there are a lot of older folks that don't want to go back into the workforce because they're still concerned about covid because there's a lot of people who won't wear a mask or get the vaccination so they don't want to go out there and encounter them at these workplaces because they don't want to get covid well, you know, as far as the youth not wanting to get a work, get a job, that's a parental thing. They weren't trained right when they were young to get out <laughs> and to, to work for what you want. They think everything is to be given to them. Okay, oh, that's basically what that boils down to. Okay. You now, and it's, and as far as the older folks, you know, that's up to them. But you know, the masks do everything right. They protect everyone, right? Ain't that what we've been told? But you know, you're they you're, help, yeah. you're, 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 you're forgetting right. the fact that we grew up in a different work ethic, Stan. 
we grew up in a time where there weren't so many social programs where if I didn't go to work, I probably wasn't going to eat. Or it was going well, like, no one's going like to make I said, that is a parental issue. Well, no one's going to make me flush, but now kids grow up today in this entitlement industry. We don't we don't have you we don't, don't have flush? gifts, we have entitlements. Well, who's entitled to what? I'm entitled to work. I'm entitled to provide for my family. I don't think I'm entitled to live off the government. Joe says, nobody's going to make me flush. Somebody please make him flush. It's been a long time. He's 70-something. Holy smokes. Stan, we'll give you the I'm last that, word. Not in the terms of a restroom, but in the terms of being affluent. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. False alarm. Get your mind out well, of the gutter. Out of the last bathroom. word is people need to get off their tails, get a job, and things will turn around eventually. And as far as the government being involved, they need to get out of everybody's life and leave us alone. Mind that would solve a whole no- lot of other problems. Mind their own business. All right. Thank you so That's much, Stan. Right. Thanks for thank calling you. in. All right. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Uh, this is a video someone sent us. This video is a good argument for why we don't simply accept transgenderism without scrutiny. Now, I didn't look at the uh, it's video. Ben Shapiro. Oh, it's it's ben Shapiro. one okay. of his public appearances. So if, if a man thinks he is a woman or a woman thinks she is a man isn't acknowledging science. It's simply a mental or emotional perception. I have a real problem with being forced to acknowledge someone that is plain pretend and having it be considered reality. If I want to be a tree, can I just say I'm a tree and poof, I'm a tree? No, because biologically I am a homo sapien and nothing I do to my exterior or mental state will change the biology. And please help all of us if that ever, or please help us all if that ever becomes the case. Signed by Chris and Mount Pleasant Mills. All right, thank you. Yeah, I agree with the letter. I really appreciate that. A lot of people feel that way, so it is important that we get this viewpoint represented. So thank you so much for the e- e- email. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I want to tell you about a place. We're not going to talk about an issue, and there's no two sides to this issue. It is the Sunbury Motor Company Quick Lane, and they are quick for a reason. They take good care of you. They do high-quality service, and they'll examine your car. They'll identify what's wrong with it. They'll tell you your options and they'll tell you in the future what's next on your vehicle's maintenance schedule. They'll say you want to come back in November for the oil change and filter. You don't need it right now. We'll do the inspection. We'll get you going. We'll get you out the door ASAP. But uh, you might want to look at this. Or if you bust off a lug nut, which happened to me recently, uh, they'll fix it. You have to put the little nub in from the outside and they did that really quickly. 30 bucks. That's not too bad for uh, probably 40 minutes of their time. But the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. I speak superlatively of them because I've been there to get filled up with nitrogen on multiple occasions. I've had my cars worked on too. Alignment, body shop, nitrogen, uh, you name it, they took good care of it. They even got a car wash. They ran the vehicle through the car wash and it looked super. So do what I've done. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. A visit there often starts with sunburymotors.com or you can just show up there Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Call up the Sunbury Motor Company. They'd love to chit-chat with you about your next vehicle as well, if it's a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. Join the hundreds of people that have ordered vehicles that will be here in a month or two, and they'll take good care of you. Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. Oh, 
As long as we don't have to shift into reverse, we're right. good. We're, we're talking about triple trailers out in the highway right. where tractor trailers haul three trailers, which, is that legal in Pennsylvania? Can you do triples in Pennsylvania? No, I don't okay, think just doubles. Sorry. Just doubles. 1-800-795-956. Triples like basically a freight train on the highway. Scary. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to address several of the uh, issues that have come up this morning. The first one is about the ID, and somebody mentioned what about in Philadelphia and how can they get an ID. Well, first of all, there are seven PennDOT centers in Philadelphia where you can go and get an ID. And we know that through the gas tax and also through uh, taxing the turnpike, the public transportation system in Philadelphia is funded largely by the state. So there's no issue, as far as I'm concerned, with getting yourself to one of those places. But let's pretend there is. The city of Philadelphia several years ago <clears throat> began a program where they provide picture IDs to people, including teenagers, illegal immigrants, and uh, homeless people. So they have, you have access in Philadelphia through at least two avenues to obtain yourself a picture ID. Of course, teenagers and illegal immigrants can't vote. So whether or not they have a voter ID, voter applicable ID is irrelevant to the question. True. Okay. I wonder, my next issue is, I'm just wondering where is the liar, liar, pants on fire screaming? When it seems like every single day, every other word out of President Trump's mouth was met with from the press, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Yesterday, <clears throat> I subjected myself to hours of testimony at that hearing and repeatedly heard how the president, as we have now defined it in our society, lied to the American people um, on many occasions, and there's no liar, liar. One newspaper comes out with a liar report. I watched, I clicked around this morning, didn't see it on the news, didn't see it last night on the news. I don't understand. Are we saying then there's two standards? If the press doesn't like the president, then every word out of his mouth is a liar. But if they support the president, then they're willing to carry on with obfuscating all his lies. Well, you're right. I mean, this morning... I think we know the media is biased. MSNBC completely ignored the story. CNN (laughs) ignored it. Fox did cover it this morning. I I watched all three trying to see how their coverage would be. But uh, typically, MSNBC was on the new book coming out about President Trump. Uh, written by his uh, former press secretary. They Oh, they were all over that. <laughs> Who never I'll held a news conference. The other thing I didn't understand in the hearings, <clears throat> repeatedly the generals, there were two of them, not three, two and the secretary of defense, two of them would repeatedly say, I accept this from them, I do not tell you what I say in my advice to the president. Okay, I accept that. But then why are they on the phone or meeting in garages like Deep Throat to discuss what they're doing in the White House. I'm talking to Explain Bob Woodward. Explain this to me. <laughs> well, Mark Milley has a really daily completely. conference call with uh, Bob Woodward. So apparently he will whisper it in the ears of people who will contribute to his fame and glory, but he can't up front tell the American people what he said. I, I find that preposterous. Well, so I, I have to buy a book to read what he said instead of him just owning responsibility. Well, I, I, Here we go again. He gave with his opinion yesterday. He and did the give his opinion. Lack thereof. 
He did give his opinion yesterday. He just won't tell you what he says to the president. I mean, I, I respect that, but I, he did express his opinion. You know, he talked about what his opinions were if they asked him what his opinion. Yeah, as for the president lying, you're right. He's getting a free ride. Uh, I happen to, I rarely do, but I happen to watch ABC News last evening at 6 o'clock, and they did not say that President Biden lied. They said there is an apparent contradiction <laughs> between what the president said and what was the reality. No, no, that's oh, no, 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 not, not no, a lie. Joe, it was an apparent contradiction, and well, but January. I can tell you, Mark, that during Trump's um, his term in office, repeatedly the word liar was used on all the national news programs, including ABC. Well, Un- President unhesitatingly Trump. called every word out of the man's mouth, whether he ever even said it or not, a lie. Right, but he was an exception. I think uh, anybody was willing to point out his <laughs> lies. But I think President Biden is getting the normal treatment of any Democratic president. Of course, the media is biased. We know that, so that you know we're not covering any new ground here. But this is the kind of coverage that Democratic presidents get. And Republican presidents in the past got some leeway, but President Trump used up all his leeway. And so that's why it, it seems so uh, starkly obvious now that the apparent contradiction of what the president said and what the reality is, is being pointed out. But, Cindy, we'll give you the last word. Go ahead. You have an open mic. Go ahead. Well, I, I think we, the American people, should all put on our skepticism vests. There's, there, I don't know why you would believe most of what they say on the news anymore. Frankly, I've, for the large most part, I stopped watching it because it's just nonsense. I really don't care who divorced so-and-so in the, you know, whose newest book is coming out, or who danced the best last night, which is what the news has broken down into, which is just ridiculous. So find your sources of information from more credible places, like investing the time, as the one caller said yesterday. Invest your time and watch this hearing. And my mouth was hanging open. Thank God there are no flies in the house. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Uh, Yeah, Chris, uh, go right ahead. Chris, you're on the mark. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I think you and Sydney should stop taking hallucinogens. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Why so? (laughs) What's the evidence? That's my advice. Well, they always, I, you know, I think uh, he was lying about that, probably. Uh, there is uh, one out he did have, is apparently uh, somebody, uh, the question included all his advice advisors said that. No, I don't think you can... Uh, no, he said it was split. ...equivocate this. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, and yet Jen Psaki that, couldn't that, identify... But he was asked. That's uh, what he was... His, his was, no, he doesn't remember all the advice being that way. <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll stipulate that... Uh, so that's a pretty not weak exactly out. what he said. We're, we're right on the lie, but, but where, where but does the hallucinogens come in? When do, when do the hallucinogens <laughs> come in? Seventy-two percent of Republicans apparently believe <coughs> that uh, Biden wasn't legitimately elected. Two percent or seventy-two percent? Seventy-two. Oh, seventy-two percent. Okay. Stop the steal, please. Or at least they're willing to say, pretend they don't believe okay. that. Right. They don't want to get on what the outs. The two? When asked, they they reply that. Okay. And that's incredibly unhealthy for the democracy. <laughs> well, so was President and Trump. What? 
So was President Trump in general. And Unhealthy and, for the democracy. Right. Yes, this is still a republic, not a democracy. Oh, brother, here we go again. Oh, yeah. He remembers Good one go. thing about history. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a pure sign of dementia that you remember one thing from decades ago. Yes, yes. But he, nothing. Remember the Pledge of Allegiance and to the republic for which it stands, not into the democracy for well, which it stands? Excellent point. Joe remembers well, the Pledge, Well, I think you too. better check into the, your history of the Pledge of Allegiance a little more. Well, I'm willing to concede that there are democratic principles at play here, but we are a republic. <laughs> democratic republic. A republican democracy. Well, I like that term better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, but uh, the, the big lie, uh, some of, uh, some of uh, Giuliani's uh, under oath testimony has come out in his legal case where he's being sued by the voting machine company and they ask him questions like uh, uh, where'd you get your information when you claim this in court he says oh well that I, I read that on the internet or maybe it was Twitter I forget which one it was some social media I don't remember and when you said you had a credible witness to some of this, did you interview the man? No. Did anybody on your staff interview the man? Well, I think so, but I don't know who. And this is what all the, this, this creation of the lie was all based on things like that. And I haven't heard anybody on your show that repeated them so often say, gee, I guess I was really misled there. And then that book that uh, you mentioned that got on the, the news, uh, she said basically that uh, Trump's advice to everybody was just to deny everything. Just deny everything. Deny it, deny it or say you don't remember. No, he says deny. Just well, deny everything. if you deny it and, you, and you're lying, and, you can uh, be uh, prosecuted. And press conference person didn't give any press conferences because she didn't want to lie. <laughs> she had a press secretary who never gave a press conference, and that was her reason why she didn't. Okay. So, it's a it's a different thing from making lying and Trump right away as soon as he was elected tried to normalize lying by lying about the size of the crowd at his inaugural. Right. But Chris, here's that the was, here, that was that was a, just the normalizing the lie. Chris, Joe Biden promised us so much more. He was going to be the most transparent, the most open, the most honest president, and here he is lying. I hope he still will be. Well, when is he going to start? He started a lot. He has he has a he has a, he has a opened up uh, to the press a lot more than Trump did. But when Congress when when Congress wanted to go down to the border and see what was going on there, he blocked them, wouldn't let them in. Now he's cleaned up the the mess down there and shoved it other places where yeah, he said he was uh, got yeah, the border he under has control. Cleaned up the mess. He said he had the border under control. You think it's under control? As under control as it's been the last 20 years, oh, probably. Oh, come now. Oh, talk about somebody who's taking hallucinogenics. There you go, brother. Yeah, I still don't <laughs> well, see no, where... Well, there's, there's been people coming across the border illegally for 20 years, right? 
But when was it at its lowest ebb? Under Donald Trump. Well, that was partly because of the of the COVID, wasn't it? I don't think so. We have COVID now, and they're streaming across the border, aren't they? Actually, we have COVID worse now. We have the Delta variant, and it's every, even more contagious. And they're streaming across. They're streaming across. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a kind of peculiar line. <laughs> are they being caught? Are, they, are the ones streaming the ones who are self-reporting? Are the ones streaming the ones you can't see? And if you can't see them, how do you know they're streaming? Excellent point. Well, you got us on that one. There are pictures every day. They even banned Fox News from flying their drones because they didn't want the pictures of them coming across the Rio Grande. Trying to protect their privacy. Oh, right, right. (laughs) All right, Chris, we got to go. We'll give you 10 more seconds if you so desire. Uh, 10 more seconds. Well, just just remember that our democracy is at stake here. The Republicans are trying to change it so state legislatures can overthrow voting results. Incredibly dangerous, stupid people. They're having useless audits and wasting money. And they're auditing where Trump won. What kind of nonsense is that? And those are the people who might be your nominees. (laughs) All the right. only one nominee you're likely 10 seconds to have. Is yeah, I think so. Remember that. <laughs> I meant, I meant 50 seconds. Thanks, yeah, thank Chris. you, Chris. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We are enjoying open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Our republic is crumbling. What can we do to save it? And don't just say, get rid of the Republicans because they're dangerous. Or How about get rid of the Democrats? Get they're rid dangerous. of the Democrats. Get rid of all of us. Get rid of We're the president. Dangerous. Uh, Joe Biden is the president now. President Trump's going to get reelected in three years, and we're going to be in the same straits. Well, we got a call coming in, so maybe they'll Ultra give us a different divided. perspective. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email on the market, text us at 70236. Joe Biden is going to be our savior. He's going to have as good a three years as he's had a bad first year. Who sent us that message? I did. I wrote that one. <laughs> Somebody who's delusional. I'm on hallucinogens. I told you. Way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 
Uh, no takers on the text. So a speedy texter could send us a note. I know Stan has fast thumbs. I uh, still haven't figured out why I need hallucinogenic uh, medicine. Or, well, I or, certainly agree with it, uh, with uh, Stan's, uh, not Stan, but Chris's Chris. assessment there. <laughs> w- w- what, what, what's the evidence? I don't know. Maybe he thought he was talking to me. Okay. All right. Well, we know you are enjoying just uh, normal aging decline. I don't think it's hallucinogenic drugs. Well, you ain't no spring chicken yourself, buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, what are you, 77? 78. All right. So I rest my like case. Like an old record, well, 78 but no, RPMs. But uh, as was once described about uh, my 99-year-old father, you're very high-functioning. <laughs> he says, you got that right. All right. Yeah, uh, you got a lot of problems calling me uh, about my age when your dad is still doing perfectly well at age 99. Uh, he runs rings around you. Don't you worry about that. All right, Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling. Well, my dad knew your uncle, and they lived, grew up in the same neighborhood. Oh, yeah, they were knights, weren't he they? He had to talk about when I see him. Were they knights? But anyway, uh, I heard some numbers yesterday that blew my mind that finally came out. Uh, during the hearings, Blackburn said that, for examples, they were hanging people in the streets again that were helpers of the U.S. and had driving jobs and sofa jobs and and so forth that were working for us. Uh, they're hanging them in the streets, and, as an example, and doing uh, public amputations again. Is this from Glenn Beck? Is this from uh, Afghanistan? Mark Blackburn, pay attention. Okay. And this is from Afghanistan they're doing this, the Taliban? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And there's 4,000 citizens left behind. Um, so you're, you're saying a bunch of criminals who forcibly took over a country are behaving... Criminally and violently? Yep, and that's what we're working with. That's weird. And there's 4,000 citizens left behind. That number finally came out. 4,000? I haven't heard that number anywhere. I've heard 100. I haven't heard 4,000. It was on yesterday. Martin Blackburn found out. And then there's 40 to 60,000 Afghanistans left behind that helped us. How many? And what we found out, what we got out of the 123, let me tell you what I heard first. What we got out of the 123,000, only 3% of them held um, valid green cards that would make them citizens or preferred people to get out. Well, if you're one of these loony commentators, you can say whatever you want. I, I'd say it's, a, I think it's 70,000 Americans and 100,000 uh, well, Afghans. the real numbers, and the real thing is, is all yeah. Oh, yeah. real things are being <laughs> hid from us, and they condition us by telling us men are men, uh, women, and women are men. So, you know, you want to live the lie, go ahead and live your lies. But, uh... <laughs> <so> <laughs> says the Glenn Beck fan who deliberately calls our show and spreads false information. <laughs> None of it's false. It's all true. Oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> it turns out to be true. Glenn Beck just... said it, it's got to be right. <laughs> right. But most of the times, I believe your stuff and it turned out to be true. Some of I the stuff does, yeah, absolutely. Airplanes. You didn't believe that and you made fun of it. <laughs> I told you about the, me- the medicine that you'd call horse medicine that won a... Um, I know. We still a, scoff about uh, that. We still uh, scoff about that. <laughs> we have not yet withdrawn the scoffification of that. What? Go ahead and scoff, but if you want to believe women are men and men are women, you know, you're already conditioned. We lost you. Oh, you scoff at that, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go deworm a horse just for the fun of it? 
switched to social programs. When we started giving money out um, for unemployment and everything else, and no working, no eating, you get you get your <laughs> no, money anyway. No, <laughs> what is no worker, no, no eating? It sounds like you're trying to impersonate somebody of. Uh, no, don't even say. No, it. I won't. He's trying to say it'd be an old movie. You said earlier, Joe, that uh, if you didn't have a job, you would have just uh, you would have went hungry. Sure, no, no back in the day, you would have. And that's the way it works. And then when government hopped in to help people that are genuinely in need, that that used to be the job of the church and your neighbor. But no, no. Now we have Big Brother, and that's the problem. Big Brother's got to get out of our life. And then on the voting machines, I know people that worked at the voting machines, and they, they said they saw Internet ports on the voting machine. They're not allowed to be hooked to the Internet. You hook them to the Internet, you can do almost anything to them, these hackers. So... You, you lost me. What, 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 <laughs> get, what gets hooked to the Internet? That's my fidget spinner, incidentally. The voting machines. Had the vote, okay. I, I had three uh, subjects. Okay. Right, right. Voting uh, machines hooked to the internet. Yeah, that's not good news. Had internet ports. Gotcha. And they are not to be hooked to the internet. Oh, well, no hacker can get in them. They're very secure. Oh, no. I, that's like every other computer. <laughs> no such thing <laughs> as a hack for your computer. All right, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. No, you can have the last word. Just don't believe any lies, all right? Just go with the truth. Stop bringing them in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You stop spreading them, we'll stop believing them. (laughs) Well, now, you know, the ivermectin is being tested for human use, so... Well, it's already approved for human use for certain conditions, but not for COVID. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's it. It's being tested for COVID use. Yeah. Yeah, that scoffing was uh, ill-placed, so you and I were both on hallucinogens that day. Well, you know, it just strikes me as odd that a pill that's designed primarily and won its prize for deworming horses yeah, would I have think some... It, honestly, after, after reading all the information about it, I'm not sure it is primarily for animals. I think it's primarily being produced for people, and it's also being used well, on Well, what animals. was it for? What use? It was for parasites in humans. Uh, yeah, and parasites and horses. Right. I, I don't know. I haven't studied it, but it's legit. We know that to be true now. So, despite you and I really dismissively scoffing well, about I'm, that, no, I it's hundred percent real. Dismissing its efficacy for something, but <laughs> I, you give me a choice between taking the vaccine. Granted that Dan and some others don't want to call it a vaccine. Well, they don't do the same thing. But still, I would rather put my faith in the vaccine than in a pill that's primarily going to see <laughs> make sure I don't have any worms. When you started taking the vaccine, you weighed more. Is the vaccine making you lose weight? No, but I'm Are growing a third sh- ear. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Well, yeah, but it hasn't helped no, your hearing I can't, at all. I can't honestly say that I have noticed any ill effects after the, having a sore arm and a little fatigue for a day. I, I do have anything. an issue. Ever since I had the vaccine, my recliner has more Velcro on it, and when I sit down in the recliner, you stick I, to it? I have more trouble getting up. That's age, brother. That's not the vaccine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you we're going to... need some pep. You need some something to bounce you back. But... We started with frivolity. We end with frivolity. All right, we are going to have open phones tomorrow. We are so glad to say that State Senator John Gordon is going to call us at 8.32 in the morning. We'll ask him about uh, the great predecessor in the 27th District, State Senator Ed Helfrick, who died this week. And uh, we'll talk about issues in Harrisburg. This is WKOK Sunbury.